Welcome back to the Raw Conversations podcast. I'm your host, Carrie Ann, and I'm really, really excited about this episode. This is another coaching episode. As I said a few episodes back, I'm going to be doing more coaching on the podcast just because I want to be able to offer support to those people that need it. Um, these coaching episodes, I don't charge people uh, to be coached by me. They're kind of short and sweet, so they're not necessarily my full, the full coaching experience and the experience of really working with me, but it gives you guys a nugget of what it's like to work with me. But it's really not about working with me. It's about each person that shows up for these for these calls or these sessions and it's about them. It's about unpacking their kind of root narrative story that's really impacting their life. And they and most often we don't realize how much it is impacting our life, these root narrative stories, until we start to shine a light on them, until we start to recognize them and go, Whoa, yeah. When usually that story started when we were much younger an event happened, we made it mean something about ourselves, and then we created that narrative, and then we created behaviors and strategies to avoid becoming that thing that we're really so scared to become. So in this episode, I coach Beth through the process of understanding her deeper root narrative that she is living by, and how her reality, her personal reality, is being created by this root narrative this deeper root narrative because the narrative dictates our thoughts feelings and actions which dictates our habits which dictates our behaviors which creates our personality which in essence creates our personal reality because we begin to live through just the lens of that story of how we think the world looks and when we let go of that lens or take off the lens or shift our perspective or shift our viewpoint there's so many opportunities that become available to us and our energy shifts. So enjoy this, my episode of my coaching with Beth. Hey, Beth. So nice to have you here. Thanks. I'm excited. Yeah. So um, I would love to hear what kind of support you're looking for. Like, why did you decide to do this? Well, I'm at a point where I'm ready to try something new in my career. And I'm a little hesitant because I've been applying for jobs that I feel like I should have been a perfect fit for and not getting them. Mm. And I'm just wondering, am I looking for the wrong types of jobs? Am I actually really not qualified when I think I'm qualified um, for things? And I just feel like I can't quite break through whatever, some kind of barrier. And I don't know what that barrier is, but I'm just feeling stuck. Yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of people can resonate with that. There's maybe not everybody on the planet, but I think there's many people on the planet that have kind of felt that kind of upper limit feel mm-hmm. like, like I'm here, but there's really no upper limit. It's we're limitless. So let's start to figure out what's kind of holding you in, what's limiting you, and that kind of can, that's creating that upper limit feel. Okay. So tell me more about, um, I don't need to know necessarily about the specific jobs that you're working on, but or have applied for or done work with, but more about what I'm interested to hear is the feeling. So when you look at a job that you're like, that's one I really want, what's and what let me first know what's the feeling that you feel when you see that job posting? Oh, I just get excited. Like 
there's hope. There's something out there for me. Okay. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And kind of, if you could name the feeling um, a little bit more, give it a little bit more description for me. Um, yeah. In addition to hopeful, I think I would feel, um, well, excitement, motivation. Um, I think I'm, yeah, I want, I want something new. So I'm really ready for it, you know? Okay, great. And I, I, so, yeah, I think I'm feeling yeah. a lot of like anticipation, like which okay. one is going to be the best job? Let's find this, you know? Yeah. yeah. Okay, great. And the reason why I'm having you tap into your feelings is just kind of tune in because your body is also going to inform you on stuff. So what I love is that you said the word motivation, which I'm imagining when you see that job posting, you feel motivated and you want to show what we might call our best self, uh-huh. our best foot forward to kind of get that job, right? Yep. And then what, what's the feeling that comes up when it's like, oh, I didn't get a call back or I did get an interview, but I didn't get the job, whatever kind of, I don't want to say rejection, but that's what it feels like, I think. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Major rejection because I have years of experience in the industry that I'm in. Like, how could you not want me is part of my feeling. Like I'd be great at that job clearly, or I wouldn't have applied, you know? Um, so definitely rejection also like, uh, well, I'm clearly not good enough because you found a, another candidate that is better than me. Mm-hmm. Um, also, um, maybe I'm not, shouldn't be in this industry anymore. Like I question everything, you know, yeah. that yeah. I, if you don't think I'm good enough, then I must not be good enough. Yep. Yep. Great. Great. And that kind of feels heavy, icky, you might say. Oh yeah. It's awful. It's awful. Yeah. It's like, I question everything like, Oh, maybe all this time I was just lying to myself. Maybe I'm really not talented. Maybe I'm not good. Maybe I'm, all of those things. Yeah. So it's like a, a, a slippery slope. Yeah. So on the one hand you see the post and you feel great. Yes. There's a, there's a, like a light at the end of the tunnel. I get to do the yep. thing I want to do and then you don't get it. And it's kind of, uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I think a lot of people can relate to that. So let me ask you this. Have you felt this way before? Maybe not in a similar uh, circumstance of a job, but where you're excited about something and you feel like you're good enough or you you know, you want it and then you don't get it and that kind of downward feeling. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think I've had that experience in lots of different ways. Um, going for a certain, um, uh, like wanting a, an acting role and not getting the role I wanted or w- wanting a solo in a, in a show and not getting the solo and someone else getting it instead of me, you know, so there's been a lot of times where that kind of, okay. I thought I was the right person for those positions over yep. my lifetime, you know, yep, yep. and that the director or the, whoever was the decision maker felt that I wasn't the right fit, for yep. example. Yeah. So you, you see that this is a bit of a pattern. Oh, for so sure. So if you could, since you, I know you got paper and pen there, you can huh? take a couple of seconds or, you know, maybe a minute and write down and just allow your subconscious mind to just come up with the, the past memories of where you felt that way before. Mm-hmm. You don't need to share them all with me. This is more to support you. Sure. Thank you. What we're trying to do is find the thread. Okay. And then if you can recall the earliest memory that you, I should say, if you can, what's the earliest memory that you can currently recall where this happened? Mm -hmm. It was, um, 
ninth grade (laughs) and I auditioned for a part and I didn't get the role that I thought I should get. And I got a lower, you know, character that wasn't as much fun. It wasn't the lead, you know? Yeah. 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 And so how did you feel? Oh, just disappointed, crushed. Yeah. 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 I can imagine as a ninth grader. You know, especially that's such a vulnerable age for of a lot of like that yeah. middle schoolish for high right. school, beginning of high school, when you're you put yourself out there and you don't you don't you get a we you use the word kind of lower or lesser role that we mm-hmm. might see. What was the story that you created about yourself in that moment? Oh well, this other role is going to be fun i'm i'm going to do really well at that other role (laughs) of course you tried to be positive to shift but what's the underlying story of why you had to be positive um because i had to um the first words that came to mind were pull myself up from my bootstraps i had a show to do i still had to learn my lines i still had to learn songs i i still had to learn my choreography and all those other things even though Mm -hmm. i wasn't in the role i wanted you're showcasing a beautiful example of adaptive behaviors from the I am statement. So we're looking for a story you created based on not getting that part of something about I am what? This, this I, um, at that moment when I had to be okay with not getting the first role no, I wanted, is that what you're thinking? No, not, not that before you kind of have to be okay. What was the story that you created based on the situation that you auditioned for a part that you thought you would get and you didn't get it? What did you make that mean about yourself? Oh, I'm, that I'm not good enough. Bingo. Yeah. 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 So feel into that. Yeah, that's that's hard. Yeah. What does that feel like? It is limiting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can see it in your expression. I mean, I can hear it in your voice. It feels heavy. And yeah. I see I see emotion coming up. Beautiful. You're doing a great job and it's okay to feel this way. Yeah. As that ninth grader to, to get is not get the part that you were hoping for and to feel lesser than, because you use the words lower. Yeah, it's natural to not feel good enough. Yep. Yeah. And what you also, you know, have done so beautifully, because you were designed as humans to do so beautifully, is you've tried to create behaviors to avoid that. Like, I'm going to make the best of this situation. Right. Right. Which is beautiful because it's gotten you here and you've been able to do amazing things. And that story is still limiting you today. Does that make right. sense? Oh, yeah. 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 That's, I think, what drew me to wanting to do this work with you. Yeah. Yeah. So stick with me. We're kind of moving through. What I'm having you do is move through the energy of the emotion that's still there. Uh-huh. And it might come up in waves afterwards as well for some time as you kind of balance the impact of, you know, really understanding how this story has really kind of rippled into your life. And the beautiful thing is you don't have to continue to live by this story anymore. 
So it's not that I want to make you feel uncomfortable, right, <laughs> kind right, of right. emotions, but emotion is energy in motion. And so when we kind of store it in the body, it's not moving. And then when something happens, like you apply for a job you really want and you don't get it, you, you know, you don't get it. It's just hitting that stored emotion, that old wound. Sure. So what we want to do is just recognize, wow, I still have a wound there and that's what I'm having you do right now. And then go, okay, I can start to heal this wound. Okay. So the first step we want to have you look at is what is, what is the story of I'm not good enough? What is it in its simplest forms? Um, it's lack that I don't, that I'm missing something. Okay, that's that part I of, mean. yeah, that's part of the definition. But yeah. it's simpler than that. Um, that if, okay, so if I'm, if I'm not good, then I'm bad. That could be the deeper version of it. Like uh -huh. I'm not good enough, so I'm bad. That can sure. feel right. into that. That feels really heavy. But I'm going uh -huh. for something so simple, and it's probably not right there in front of you. Uh, no, no, I'm not. Um, but I'm just like, yeah, I'm not enough. I'm not enough. But even just like enough, am I good? Not in any order. What are those things in the simplest form? They are just words. Words. Yeah. And do you see how much power we give words? Oh, yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. So what becomes available to you when you are when you don't live in this these words anymore? I I don't I don't have barriers. Yeah. There's no barriers. You don't have to worry about not being good enough. Uh-huh. Because you're not not good enough. Mm. I'm not going to put you in a box of I'm good enough. I'm not going to ask you to put yourself in a box of I'm good enough. Because there are going to be days when you're good and there are good days when you're just not good. That's part <laughs> of being human. Like, I mean, yeah. I recently made a vegan pumpkin pie a couple of weeks ago and it didn't come out good. It was just uh -huh. not good enough. <laughs> like, that doesn't mean I'm not good enough. That just right. means the pumpkin pie didn't come out the way I wanted to. <laughs> right. Does that make sense? Yeah. But I could carry that story that I'm not good enough because I didn't make a good vegan pumpkin pie. Yeah. yeah. Right. And I think so often we do, and it's just words or thoughts in our heads when we realize we kind of, kind of just like you just say, we kind of laugh at ourselves. Yeah. So there's no, when you came onto this earth, it wasn't like, a flashing yellow sign on your forehead that says, I'm going to walk around this planet as a human to say, I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. Right. But basically you have kind of put that on your head. Does that make sense? Unconsciously based on events that happened in your past, you know, when you were so young and, and you felt vulnerable and you put yourself out there for one of the first times it's crushing. Uh -huh. Of course. So yeah. It's learning to have the compassion with that younger version of yourself and with yourself even now when you put yourself out there for a job and you don't get it well i'm going to have some compassion which compassion the word passion means pain and calm means with so with passion so holding that compact like that's compassion holding that pain but not resigning to it just be like yeah okay and 
I am not this thing. I'm just, I'm feeling this experience. So even as your ninth grade self, I was feeling the hurt and the sadness from not getting the part, but I am not the hurt. I am not sadness. That's good. Yep. Yep. So again, asking you the question, because we're helping your mind to understand this, because for many decades, you have lived under this story of, and this really what I call a golden cage that we all put ourselves in called, I'm not good enough. So I'm going to create these behaviors to be good enough. I have to try hard and people please yeah. or whatever your compensatory strategies are. You don't need to do those things from a place of lack, from a place of inadequacy, of scarcity. You can choose to, of course, do those things, but it's much different from my, I have to, or I should to, I choose, I get to. Uh-huh. Does that make sense? Sure. So looking at, again, the story of I'm not good enough, if you let go of the story and step into I'm not not good enough, what becomes available to you? Freedom. Yeah. 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 So that's how you begin to dissolve or let go of that story is recognizing that you are not, not good enough. Mm -hmm. And as you step out of this cage that you've put yourself in, I call it the golden cage (laughs) that we put ourselves in, you're going to start seeing where in your life that you've taken on a behavior or a strategy or even, um, just a thought or feeling connected to the old story uh-huh. that you've been trying to avoid. And then you can say, oh, now I have awareness that I do that. And now I can choose to change that if I choose to. And that could be a choice in how you see it. So like saying, like, I have to put in my resume for this job versus I choose to put in my resume for this job. Yeah. Right, right. I have to do it. I have to put the resume or the cover letter together like this versus I choose to put the cover letter together like this. Uh And you'll feel it also in your body because you at the beginning I had you feel the heaviness. Right. And then the lightness. Yeah. Yeah. You'll feel when you feel that motivated, that's, that's coming more from choice. Versus like, oh, God, I have to get this cover letter perfect or I have to. I have to send this thank you because that's what is expected of me. There's huh? there's a feeling of uh right versus obligation. I, yeah, obligation. And get curious about where you get that kind of feeling of obligation and know you you start to notice it's coming from that old story of like I have to do it because if I don't do it then I won't feel good enough. Right. But really you just didn't do it or you did do it. It doesn't <laughs> mean you're good enough or not good enough. <laughs> yeah. It just simply means I didn't do it. Right. Yeah. We make up all these stories using words. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. Yeah. What questions do you have? So, what, how do I let go of that? Yep. Great question. Again, going back to, First is awareness. So noticing one where you might get triggered at any time. And really, even a step further or step back is being aware of the sensations in your body because your body is going to tell you where that old wound is is being triggered. 
And it could be so subtle because if you've normalized, say, for example, being a caretaker, you know, I take care of other people. I put other people's needs before my own because that was just one of the strategies you use to to make sure that you were always enough. Uh And clearly I'm enough. I'm doing, I'm selfless. I'm doing more for others, but you're not doing anything for yourself or less for yourself. So just kind of first being in the body to notice and sensing. So one practice I have is set a timer two or three times a day and just check in with yourself. And when I say check in, just kind of close your eyes and go, how do I feel in this moment? What sensations are coming up in my body? Not necessarily how do I feel? Do I feel sad, mad, scared, glad, happy? But feelings are more the sensations in the body. What am I feeling in my body? And where am I feeling them in my body? And if I could use any adjective to describe how they feel, how might what adjectives might I use? Do they does it feel tight? Does it feel light? Does it feel heavy? Does it feel soft? So start with just becoming more aware of yourself. Cause then once you're aware, then you can go, huh, let me get curious about where this sensation is now coming from. Oh, okay. I realize that like I'm I'm feeling like I have to show my worth or show that I'm enough by doing X, Y, and Z for for somebody. Like it could be like, I'm going to um, give this gift to, to a friend because I want them. I I want under my underlying story is that I'm not enough and I want to prove that I'm enough. Mm -hmm. You can still give the gift from the friend, but it can come from, I have to, to, I, I, choose to i get to give this gift to a friend with no strings attached even if they say nothing in appreciation to me yeah does that make sense Uh uh-huh yeah you'll start to see those differences so another thing you can do is also if you want to journal you know every day at the end of the day what came up for me today because what you're doing is you're becoming the observer of yourself from the place, do you do your best to come from the place of the observer and not the judge. You don't need to berate yourself for right. what you did or didn't do, but be curious. Huh? Why did I do that today? Where is that coming from? And this is how you're going to start to see where that old story of I'm not enough is showing up. And then you shift it. Uh-huh. You can say, use a double negative. I'm not, not enough. Because again, if you use this story, I'm enough, you're just putting yourself back into another box, another cage. And then you always have to be enough. Say more about that. Clarify that a little bit. Yeah. So there's duality of I'm not enough and I'm not, and I'm enough, right? But if you're living in a cage of I'm not enough, you're going to try to do stuff and always need to do stuff to be enough. Sure. Okay. And so you're trying to put yourself into a cage of I'm enough. And the minute if you're living in the cage of I'm enough, the minute that something happens like you didn't make a good vegan pumpkin pie, <laughs> yeah. you might go, oh, I'm not enough. I have to do more. Okay. Versus living in, not in either of those, just like I'm not not enough. And really, as all of us humans are, we just I am. And I, I like to say I am love and possibility. And there are moments when I'm not loving. That's different. I'm loving mm-hmm. versus I'm love. There's moments where I'm definitely not loving. 
And that's usually something from my conditioned self that I need to work on. And there's going to be moments when you don't feel like enoughness. And that's just an opportunity to go, I feel like I'm not enough. Okay. How can I, what do I need to let go of just to step into that? I'm not, not enough. I don't need to prove that I'm enough. I don't need to do anything. And really, when it comes down to it, we're all enough. Uh We don't need to do anything to be enough. Right. Does that make sense? It does, yeah. 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 So one thing is to just kind of sit. I mean, there's a lot that I have shared with you. And it's a lot sometimes for the mind to just kind of integrate. But just kind of even sitting with the fact that, okay, yeah, I've been living with this deep story that I'm not enough. What happens when I step out of that story and, and what becomes available when I'm not not enough? Uh-huh. And start to allow that energy to kind of integrate within you. I got it. So, for example, how might you show up like, what could be some behaviors that you do when you're not not enough? Oh, I think I could say no to more things. <laughs> yeah. 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 And what happens when you apply for that next job and they don't choose you? How might how might you show up differently when you're in in living in the lens of I'm not not enough? I guess give myself more grace to not be upset about it, or maybe be upset about it, but not let it defeat me. Yeah, and realize that like they just they chose who they chose. It wasn't about you. It wasn't about it's not about your sense of worth uh-huh. and you being enough. I think for each yeah. person, for each person in each organization, they're looking for something specific. And right. just because they don't choose you, it doesn't mean you're not enough. It's just you weren't the fit for what they needed. And yeah. ultimately, you want to find the fit that's perfect for you and perfect for them. Maybe yep, that's perfect, but the fit, right? Yeah, 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 no, for sure. Right. Yeah. And what's really, as you're shifting, is you're shifting energetically. Don't be surprised if more opportunities do come and the, you know, there's a higher, I can't ever guarantee this, but there's a higher chance because your frequency is changing that you will get selected for the job. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. Yeah. Because part of it is your frequent, if your frequency, if you're living by is kind of unconscious root story of I'm not enough, we can all feel it. Even if we can't intellectualize it, Uh huh. you know, we have this like, Oh, this, this person, this candidate feels better. Like it feels like a better fit. Sure, sure. Does that make sense? And yeah, it's not so I might have been kind of self-sabotaging, and I didn't yeah. even know. Yeah, of course. That's the uh-huh. point. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I think all of us that live in the prison, in, in our prisons, are self-sabotaging, and we don't even realize it because it's in a blind spot. Yeah. I think when I was talking about saying no to more things, I think because I feel like I'm not enough, I have to – Fill everything up. Exactly. Yep. So, oh, well, yes, uh, I'll, I'll volunteer here. Oh, yes, of course. I'll help you with that project. Oh, well, yes, I can do that. I can jump in. I yeah. can, you know, I can help out, whatever. Because I can't have nothing. 
Yeah. Because nothing is not enough. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Great. So I'm just so busy keeping busy. Yeah. That I think that's going to be really interesting to be able to say no to things, a lot of things maybe, you know, or to at least practice saying no. Yeah, you're you're gonna make space for new things to come in that that are a different yeah. frequency as you start to shift your frequency around the story, right? And it's okay to say no, and there might be some reaction to some people with you saying no, and that's just because they're so used to you saying yes. Exactly. So you're I'm changing. The person. Yeah. yeah. It would be like since you're a theater person, it would be like if the director asked you to play a different character, and you've been playing one character. And uh-huh. everyone keeps going to you and they say you were, you were playing Jane and now you're playing Sarah. And they're like, yeah. Jane, you're like, I'm Sarah. And they're like, ha ha ha. You're like, I'm Sarah. <laughs> I'm Sarah. And even you have to remember, I'm Sarah. I'm not yeah. playing Jane. I've memorized Jane's lines. I've memorized Jane's part and her movement. Uh-huh. Now I'm Sarah. <laughs> yeah. And it's hard to break out of that, ca- that ca- typecasting. Yeah. And then, and then how do you break out of it though? Uh-huh. What's the process of breaking out of it normally? Uh, I don't know. I've done this so long. I don't know how to break out of it. Repeat. Repeat the new story. Repeat okay. the new, Remind yourself. Because even if you're on stage and I say, as a director, you, I need, want you to play Sarah now. I think you're a better fit for Sarah than Jane. Uh-huh. You have to learn new lines and you don't learn them one time. You have to say them over and over and over and, and you have to learn the blocking and the movement on the stage yeah. over and over and over and over again. Right. Until you become the part. A lot of rehearsal. Exactly. So what you're going to do is becoming aware of, oh, I'm still playing Jane and now I'm playing Sarah. Right. I'm still yeah, playing that, that, that role of I'm not enough and I'm now playing the role of I'm not not enough. Uh-huh. So this is that like just being in the body and noticing what triggers you, what sensations, just feeling into them, journaling to become aware every day of like, huh, how can I, you know, looking back and over my day, this is what happened today. Oh, I noticed I showed up like that. It's interesting I showed up like that. Okay, that's coming from the old story. Okay, what could I do differently next time from the new story? Uh-huh. And you might not get it right away because you're so conditioned and got a habit, but it's but it's becoming right. aware and going, oh, I'm just going to keep becoming aware and shifting and shifting and shifting my energy. This is not in like a magic wand overnight switch where I just turn, you turn on the light and like everything changes. It takes a little bit of time to become aware of every play, every role you've played as of the I'm not enough story. Uh-huh. Does that make sense? Oh, for sure. Yeah. So you've got some tools to start with to, yeah. get, to get started. And you, what's beautiful is that it felt like you had definitely had a shift because you fell into the feeling of I'm not enough. And you yeah. know how that impacted you. Uh-huh. You recognize that it was just a story. It's just made of words. Of course, we can have compassion for that younger version of you that created that story because you only knew what you knew. You only right. felt what you felt. And you don't need to continue to live by those words anymore. And so now it's like you're you're stepping into I'm not not enough, and and you're committing to I'm becoming aware of where I'm living in that old that old golden cage. Yeah, yeah. 
That's awesome. How, how do you feel now? Yeah, that's uh, like a weight is lifted almost. Yeah. And the yeah. more that you see with compassion where you're showing up as the old story, and the more you step out and let go of it, you'll feel more weights lift. Okay. You'll feel more and more. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. What other questions do you have? Um, since I'm new to this process of like coaching, what what is, I don't want to say what is normal because I'm sure every client is different, but what is this, the process entail kind of, what should I expect going forward? Like how often do we coach and, you know, those kind of things. Yeah, that's a great question. For each person, it is different. I will say, and, and I, I know you've done a lot of work on yourself. It's very evident because you, it was very easy for you us to get to that kind of root story and catch it, uh -huh. and for you to feel into it and start to step out of it and feel that sense of freedom. That doesn't always happen with everyone okay. right away, and probably because they might be so disconnected or they're just starting this this journey, so their mind is like, "What's happening?" But it's right. very apparent with you that you've been doing some personal work. And uh -huh. I know you answered the questionnaire before and kind of gave me some insight into that, which is beautiful. So for for sure, for every client, it's very different and depending on where they're coming in on the journey. And for every person, it takes, it takes, it can, there's not like a set amount of time. I was like, in three months, everything's going right. to It just depends <laughs> on the person. So usually yes. when we're coaching, we meet like once a week, like this we check in and kind of where you're at compared to where you were last time see how what shifted how much awareness did you gain what did you become aware of you know first yeah. of all and then um we start working on the practice piece more and more okay because what we're doing is we're just creating new neurosynaptic connections in the brain we're creating a new pattern a new habit and so right now you're just becoming aware of like oh god i'm living by this story and then it takes a practice. So it's nice when you have a coach to hold you accountable to the practice because then you're going to come to the next call. Hopefully, some people don't. Ready to then go. Yeah. They just kind of stay where they're at. They're kind of responsible for their process. But, you know, you, you have some accountability and then they, they support you with, you know, wherever you're stuck. It's a beautiful okay. thing about working with, whether it's a coach or a friend or a therapist or anyone, even friends is that you meet with regularly. Because they can sh often show you things that you can't see. Uh -huh. when, you, yeah. when you're the fish in the fishbowl and you're trying to be <laughs> the person outside the fishbowl looking at the fish in the fishbowl, it's like sometimes it's hard. I mean, I have, I work with a coach. I work with a therapist as well just to see my blind spots. And then as well as it holds me accountable to do the work. Okay. I'm paying for it. I'm showing up to the next, the next session. And right. I'm hoping, hoping that I've done the work. Does that make sense? It does, yeah. So some people work with me maybe for six months, and some people work for me for a couple of years, just depending, okay. and depending on how much support they want. Sure, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of the general feel. Thank okay. you for asking. No, that's good. good. Just to get an idea. Yeah. Of what's yeah. next. So for sure, your practice is now that you have awareness is uh, you've got the you kind of understand that root story and where it came from. So your journey is now just becoming aware of where it shows up in your life. First, let it sit with you. Okay. You know, kind of let it kind of simmer a little bit, but then just becoming aware and you'll start to notice it. 
And you can even ask friends or your partner or your husband to support you. Okay. In um, just kind of, hey, we're noticing. I'm just get, having them get into a state of curiosity with you. They can say something like, Hey, I noticed this behavior. Do you think this is connected to that? What do you What do you think? Well, how do you feel about it? Okay. That, yeah, that that's, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. I will say that's a key factor to, especially if people want to move through this process more rapidly, is having a community to help, one, hold space for your emotion. Because the other thing that sometimes happens is memories come up that we have forgot about. Yeah. And they can feel tough and deep. Okay. You know, when you have a big emotion comes up, you're like, ooh, you know? And again, having a community there just to hold space for that emotion and be like, it's okay to have the emotion. It's, you know, just like your ninth grade version of yourself. It would be natural for any anyone that age to feel that emotion if that same event happened. And I think it would be natural to also, for anyone who went through that experience, to create a story like that. Okay, yeah. And that's normal for us to feel. So to hold the container for that and then go, okay, these are just words. I don't have to live by this. I can choose to continue to live by this story uh-huh. and these behaviors. And I don't have to live by it. Right. And you saw you you saw and felt this sense of freedom. Yeah. And you stopped living by the story. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Cool. That's Thank basically you. Basically it. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you so much. It was lovely to be with you, Beth. All right. Thanks again. And we'll figure out our next time to meet. Yep. Thanks, Beth. Bye. Bye. Wow. That was a powerful episode. Could you feel the emotion and the weight that Beth has been carrying around by not feeling good enough? Can you feel that? Could you see how she did not, she did what many of us would do and tried to move past the disappointment of what happened to her in the past? Even in that situation that happened to her when she was in the ninth grade, she tried to, I think the phrase she used was, pull myself up by my bootstraps, right? And many of us don't take a moment to feel the feeling coming up around the circumstance. So when the event happens, It's like we don't give ourselves permission to feel it. And I think honestly, because we think if we feel it, we're resigning to the limiting story that we're creating. For example, in Beth's situation, not being good enough. So it's like, if I feel into that, then I'm just reaffirming that I'm not good enough, which is not true. Of course you have feelings. You're a human being, just like Beth has feelings. She's a human being. You're going to feel disappointed if you didn't get something, especially if you were really hoping to it. And... They're just feelings. They're just feelings. It doesn't mean that you are that thing. You are just experiencing the feeling around the circumstance. So the next time another circumstance takes place similar to the original one, you feel the intensity of a wound. That's why we get triggered. Because if we don't feel the feelings, right, and release them or express them out of our body, We just have this open wound. And so anytime something similar comes along and pokes that wound, we feel triggered. So my kind of um, recommendation or challenge to all of you is let's start feeling those feelings in healthy ways and freeing yourself from them so you don't have to be affected by the outside world. 
Now, this podcast is a gift, and if you're interested in supporting the work, please use the link in the show notes to make a contribution. This really supports us in creating and producing the podcast. Please also rate and review this podcast as it helps more people find it. And if you know someone who might benefit from this podcast or even this episode, then please forward it on to them. It's a great way to share valuable information that can help others. It's just a beautiful gift that you can give. That is it for this episode. Thank you for listening. I'll leave you with an African expression, Ubuntu. Ubuntu. I am because we are Ubuntu. I am because we are.